You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episode, the Vox Vortex 5000. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Yo, what's up, my friend? Good to be back, Star Wars fans. Welcome back. And uh, Mike, another week, another uh, episode of Mandalorian, uh, another I don't know, two or three TV spots for the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, at this point, it's like, I don't know if I want to watch these anymore. Like, I mean, every single one has new shots in it. I'm talking about the rise of Skywalker, these 30 yeah. second TV spots. I don't know if I want to watch anymore. They're starting to show a lot of stuff. And I'm like, did even today I saw a thing with Ray and Kyle. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's freaking cool. I don't know if I want to watch these anymore. But hey, it's, uh, I guess there's worse things than having too much Star Wars, but uh, I guess we'll talk about that. Uh, and pulling up the rear, you know, it's it's here's all, all Resistance, you know, here's us in Resistance. Um, kind of getting overshadowed, right? With, I mean, how, how are you yeah. not going to get overshadowed right now? It's just, it's, it's just the way it is right now. So, hey, we're here to deal with it, though, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, um, yeah, who, who, who cares about Star Wars Resistance at this point? <laughs> Honestly, I, I, it's really hard. I was putting together the the rundown for this episode and, uh, and, and I, I, I get the description for next week's episode and it's one sentence and it's mm-hmm. Kaz's curse and it's, Oh, Kaz has got to go to, to Mika gray. Cause a pirate cursed him. And I'm like, are there not? Are there not people in the galaxy who could really use the help of the aces? Mm. Like, is the first order not like? I don't know. I get it. I I I think I get what they are trying to do with this show. But like, if that's what you you wanted to do, then as much as it was really cool at the end of season one when it tied into the Force Awakens and we found out how closely, uh, like in the timeline we were we were playing with this stuff. Um, if all you want to do is have these guys have silly adventures 
in outer space in Star Wars. And like occasionally they interact with the First Order. But for some reason, we only ever see it at the beginning or end of an episode. And then they just jump away. Right. Mm. Or like they they reference the Force, but it's not really part of the story. Then set this two years before The Force Awakens and end the whole series with with the 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 beginning of the force awakens right or the middle mm-hmm. i guess um yeah. but to me it's like like this this the area that we're in like the 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 ground that we're on for star wars storytelling at, post the last jedi in the lead up to the rise of skywalker is so fertile it's so ripe with like opportunities to tell really cool stories about like to flesh out the 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 plight of the galaxy and the expansion of the first order so that going into the last sorry the rise of skywalker we can uh have some context for the resistance is on its back foot it's trying to rebuild but the first order is just gaining momentum they've taken over half of the galaxy whatever those numbers are right and mm-hmm. and you could do that really easily i think in in resistance by by having the uh the colossus take the fight to the first order and i don't know maybe we're gonna see that in the latter half of the season maybe at some point i think like so. there will be yeah. a turning point where they go like we can't keep running from the first order we have to do something um and that's when we'll see we'll see them being proactive and saying like like instead of them showing up lo- looking for us let's go where they are and take them out right and and mm. gather forces basically like we've got this gigantic platform with a capacity to have an entire like like to have multiple squadrons to basically be a floating like it's a battleship right and and we've got what six ships seven ships right like yeah sure what they should be doing is 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 getting allies and building the resistance and at this point in the story we should be contacting princess leia sorry general organa and and poe should be like hooking back up with them and saying like hey guys we're we're doing this over here but we've got a mission for you go do this over there and uh, maybe after rise will will get that so that it's like it doesn't interrupt any storytelling beats that they want to do in rise of skywalker but at the same time like what a missed opportunity to make this show so relevant to star wars fans by having it be like resistance reborn required reading before going in to to rise of skywalker so that, like, obviously, that people who just see the movies, they can go into Rise of Skywalker and be like, okay, cool, that that was, I got everything I needed to know. But for those of us that that want to connect the dots between all of these different uh, pieces of, of Star Wars media, it's like, give us, like, like, put some meat on the bones. Because to me, it feels like the meat is firmly, like, removed from these bones, and we've just tossed the bones in water to make a broth. <laughs> right and it's yeah. just like every episode is like yeah 
I guess that tastes like chicken, but like, I don't know, man, I'm kind of tired of just noodles and, and chicken water. Right. Yeah. Cause like, again, this week it's, it's like, we're, it's so close to being a cool story, but then at the end of the day, it's like, there's really no consequences here, good or bad. Right. We didn't lose hype. We didn't gain a new, a new fighter. We didn't mm-hmm. like, they got money, which is cool. Yeah. But other than that, what did we, like, what did this episode really, what purpose did this episode really serve? The, mm. the aces didn't come together as a team. Um, they're all supposed to be the best pilots in the galaxy, according to each of them. And Kaz is better than any of them. Oh yeah. We proved that, that again in this yeah. episode. Um, yeah. yet, yet we still treat Kaz like a joke every week. Like I just, it's like the, 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 the show has like these multiple aspects to it that are in conflict with each other. And I don't know. I just find it, I just find it so frustrating. Well, the, 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 the term you use and, and it's, it's the, it's the right term. It's relevant, right? Like, you want this to be, especially me, someone like me who loves canon stuff and loves watching stuff, whether it's Rebels, Clone Wars, this, and it ties into the whole saga. You said relevant. And, and right now, if somebody asked me, hey, you know, I love Clone Wars and I love Rebels, should I watch this? And I'm like, well, I don't – right now there really hasn't been much to, to you know, I guess, expand – the saga or tie into the saga. So I'd be like, Oh, I don't know. I guess you don't really need to watch it right now. So I think that's like the tough part. Like I said, for me, like being a Canon guy, I love watching stuff. I love reading stuff that, Oh, this, this is what happens. And it, it ties into the the whole saga. And I think you also mentioned turning point. Maybe that's like you said, maybe these last few episodes, we're finally going to get tan back and what's going on with her and, and tyranny and, and pyre and all these guys. And, and obviously Kylo Ren, we saw him in the trailer. So this is one of those instances again, where, you know, you got Mandalorian, that's eight episodes, tight storytelling, no filler. And this where you have to like, Oh man, we got 10 episodes. We got to stretch this till we get to our final four episodes where we really deal with what our, aces are going to do and what Kaz is going to do and the, their final story arcs, Mike. So I don't, I don't yeah. know. That's, that's the thing, you know? So, um, I guess we'll get into obviously more in, in the episode here in a few minutes, but uh, just a quick couple quick new items, Mike. I just saw this today. Um, uh, the Jedi temple challenge. I just read about this, like, I don't know, an hour ago. Tell us about this. This is pretty crazy. Huh? New show. Yeah. Disney plus. Yeah. yeah so it's, uh, hi, there are, there are a lot of really cool things about this. <laughs> And um, and unfortunately, I am terrified what the reaction is going to be when people discover what it actually is, like when it launches, right? Or when we get a teaser, it shows up in promos and whatever. I am psyched for this. This is going to be a show that I watch with my kids um, and and uh, and enjoy. And and it'll like I'm I'm. I'm just super excited for it. There's so many elements to it that, that are really cool. What it is, the Jedi Temple Challenge, is uh, like a classic 90s Nickelodeon-style uh, uh, competition, like a game, a kid's game show. So kids are going to go on it, and they're going to be tested 
uh, on uh, I, uh, what is it? It's like there. It's like the. the I don't have it in front of me. They they get tested on like knowledge and I uh, I like determination. Like oh, it's yeah. it's strength, basically like yeah bravery. strength. It's like it's uh it's, that's what it is. It's strength, knowledge, and bravery. And it's obstacles. Yeah. It's meant to be like Jedi trials, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but it is actually just like a kids' game show. So there will be like a quiz component. There will be like an obstacle component. Um yeah. and. I, but it'll all be in the 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 theme of Star Wars, and it seems like it's actually gonna be <clears throat> like tongue in cheek in universe, um, and that's like th- that's kind of the interesting part to me is I I'm, I really can't wait to see what the finished product is like because um it's gonna it's gonna be walking a really really thin tightrope I think in order to be awesome um i am totally confident that the people involved are gonna are gonna do that scott bromley is the uh, one of the executive producers on it and uh he he basically runs the star wars show um the the essentially the crew from the star wars show has been working on this Mm. and um they get it like they a they get star wars we know that star wars show is great every week um uh, and B, they also get that whole Nickelodeon, like they are the same generation as, as I am. Like they get that, what made that stuff fun. Um, and so I think that they'll do it. And, and the best indicator we have of that is who is hosting this yeah. show. Oh yeah. And it's going to be hosted by Ahmed best himself. Um, and that right there is like price of admission, man. I, I Jar Jar coming back. Uh, it won't. He he's not gonna be playing Jar Jar, but uh, I I and I don't know. It's it's unclear if he'll be playing himself or if he will have like a character within Star Wars that he is playing. Um, but his co-host is a droid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and like i can just like i can see it already of like a droid that is like a prop and somebody behind the scenes who's doing the voice and um yeah it, it i think that this is great i am really excited about it it's going to be on disney plus um this coming next year and uh this is the sort of this is where we're at with the <laughs> i love it because to me, this is Disney and Star Wars doing what they do best. It's it's fun. It's exciting. Uh, it, it's it's for the entire family. Um, uh, it is. It, it's 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 silly, right? Um, and and that's like when Disney bought Star Wars. I was like, cool. We're gonna get some stuff like like that, right? And we haven't really yet. We've gotten a couple uh, of things, yeah. but. But this is the first thing that I feel like we're getting that's really like, oh, we're going to do something different with the Star Wars property now, right? Like that maybe like the theme parks will be the first thing where it's like, okay, we're doing something really different, really really different. Like we're taking Star Tours and we are cramming it full of steroids. Um and it's going to be really cool. With this it's like yeah, we're going to take something that I don't think anybody ever expected to see with Star Wars and we're going to do that. And it's kind of holiday special-esque. 
Um, to me, it's like yeah. it's kind of in that same like, oh, let's do a variety show with Star Wars. Um, and this this crew, they'll be able to do it. They'll be able to pull it off. They'll have the right mix of comedy and uh, and and fun and and uh, like the competition aspect of it. I'm excited yeah. for it. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I think my daughter, who is three years old currently, she'll be like three and a half, four by the time this comes out. Uh, I think that she's going to love it. Probably um, dig on that. Yeah. Well, you better start training her now. You can get her on the show. That's my plan. Yeah. <laughs> right? She's in gymnastics. So there we just got to. Yeah. I The the knowledge part, I'm curious. Is it going to be? Because like normally with knowledge, it's like, oh, we're going to test you on like, like, oh, you're fifth grader. So we're going to test you on like fifth grade subject stuff right like uh right. here's the geography question here's the this question here's the that question I'm like are they going to be in galaxy questions like yeah <laughs> is it going to be like who was the the uh, grandmaster of the jedi council before the rise of darth sidious it's like yeah. oh cool like that if it's going to be that i think that could be really fun but at the same time it's like you gotta you gotta find kids who got that star wars trivia on lock yeah. if oh, that's geez. what you're gonna do but yeah no i think one of the like you said it having ahmed best come back and, and it's really cool to see him kind of be embraced by the star wars community the last i guess i want to say a year or so like here's a celebration he got a great ovation which i think he deserved this dude is so underappreciated i think in, in acting i mean this guy is a you know he's obviously an actor i believe he's a dancer too a musician um so to see him come in and 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 back into the Disney universe is really, really a cool thing. And I'm glad that he's back. And yeah, you know, it's, it's also great for Disney plus because as of right now, I mean, there's, I mean, Mandalorian is, is carrying that thing. I mean, sure. You got the, the movies in 4k, which is pretty awesome. Um, but other than that, like, I don't know that I, I would have Disney plus if it wasn't for the Mandalorian, to be honest. Um, mm. just cause time frame, it's not like I have a ton of time to watch movies and stuff, but, um, it's, it's all about that original content, man. I think uh, obviously when the Marvel stuff comes, we'll start getting that. But this is a step in the right direction for, for Disney+. Plus. So really cool stuff. Um, I kind of mentioned it in the beginning, but I, I, I guess I didn't get your take, Mike, on the uh, the new Rise of Skywalker stuff that's coming out. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, yeah, we just keep getting more. <laughs> I know. It's just... Um, I did see a really interesting observation. Actually, I saw a couple of really good observations. Um, one of them was an article uh, uh, that was posted. I'll, I'm going to look that up, and while I do, I'm going to talk about the other observation. Um, the the one observation that I saw today that I thought was really interesting is that if you go back through all of the trailer stuff, you never really see Kylo Ren attacking Rey. Someone else pointed that out. It's like always Ray attacking. It's always him, Ray right? attacking Kylo Ren. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. kind of making the first move on a lot of stuff, and I think right. that's really interesting. Um, and we'll see if that if that plays out. If that if that's a thing, um, but uh, but I I like the idea of that, um, and what that could mean for that character. Um, yeah. So just something to kind of go back through if you want to go back through all of the. Uh, all of the the promotional material they've released so far and and see that for yourself you can do that it's a great excuse to do it um the other thing that i saw which was from yesterday was uh an article on star wars underworld by celine jade uh 
about mm. the how the battle of the heroes foreshadows Ben Solo's redemption, and it's mm. a really great article. Uh, people should go check it out. Um, it's just a theory, and it's just uh, I just kind of uh, I think kind of spitballing, but I do think that there's there's maybe some validity to this that. Ray and Kylo Ren fighting on the the wreckage of the Death Star amidst like these crashing waves and water is a really interesting mirror uh, image of Obi Wan and Anakin fighting in lava, well, right? Yeah. Like the idea yeah. of like the lava is burning away what humanity Anakin still has left. And by the end of it, the only thing that remains is Darth Vader. Um, uh, and it also, it like, it destroys their friendship. It's the death of the, the, the Jedi order. It's all, it, 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 it's, um, metaphorical of all of these different things. Meanwhile, like if, if what we're expecting in the rise of Skywalker is a redemption arc with Ben Solo, then, it's fitting that his battle with Ray, his adversary, um, is uh, is 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 battle is fought amongst water, which gives life and is mm. the like sort of the source of life, um, and washes away sin and all of these sorts of things, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Like like there's just a lot of there's a lot of good metaphorical ground there, and um. I, I don't know. I think that it's a cool theory. I think I think that maybe that could work. Now, it's you're kind of backing into that theory and making a lot of assumptions about where the story is going to go, and and sort of um, what like the, the 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 only hole that I'll poke in it is that I don't think that battle happens at the end of the movie. I think that battle happens in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not going to. I don't think they would show the ending battle, I, would they? I don't think that we've seen. Yeah, I don't like I think the only piece of the final sequence that we've seen is we've seen stuff from the space battle. But in terms of Ray, I think the only pieces that we've seen are Ray in front of the throne and uh, like with the what we assume is Palpatine and yeah. or what's left of him or possibly a hologram of him um, mm. and the 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 vision of Dark Ray. What whatever that is, if, whether it's a force vision or a clone or whatever that is, right? Mm. I think that those are the only two moments of that final fight that we've actually seen, um, and we don't know where Kylo Ren is in in amidst amongst that. Like, is he on her side? Are they fighting together? Are they fighting against each other? Are they both there to fight Palpatine, but not together. Like, who knows, right? Yeah. So that's that's one part of it. The other part of it is um, the reason why I say that, I think, more so is because it's all kind of one piece, is that the the Death Star in the ocean is not a concept that was created for this movie. It actually was part of Michael Arndt's original screenplay for or not screenplay, but uh, his story beats for um for the force awakens and it wasn't until jj abrams came in that they pivoted and ray wasn't on an ocean planet she was on a desert planet desert planet um and so if you if you crack open the art of star wars the force awakens there's a lot of concept art in there from from uh pre-production and from the story development of ray 
with basically scuba gear and flippers diving yeah. down into the Death Star to salvage right. pieces. So yeah. this is like this is recycled from that. And and whether that happened when Colin Trevorrow uh, 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 took over, like like when he started writing, like breaking the story for it, or whether it happened when J.J. Abrams came in and took over, um, uh, it's un- that's unclear. Uh, uh, Trevorrow is getting a credit on the movie. Um, right. He's donating mm-hmm. all of his, pro- like all of his residuals to uh, to a chair. I can't remember the charity, but he's but he's uh, he's not taking that money for himself, which I think is really interesting. Mm. Um, kind of speaks to whatever happened there with him yeah. him being uh removed from the project but uh, uh but good on him i mean like if if it is a negative for him if it was a, a tough thing in his career then uh i i good on him for turning a negative into a positive uh but i don't know the other part of that like i i don't know if trevorrow was like i don't know if it could be a negative thing because he's still on jurassic world 3 and that's Frank Marshall and and uh, Kathleen Kennedy, like they're involved yeah. with that. Uh, Kathleen yeah. Kennedy is huge in the Jurassic Park franchise. So, um, if the if it was like the Josh Trank thing, I feel like I feel like that would make Jurassic World totally three fine. a difficult prospect. Um, yeah. But anyways, I uh, I don't know. We don't have nearly enough information for me to uh, to to speculate on that. But. Um, but yeah, so we don't we don't know when that part of the story was was added in um, to Rise of Skywalker, and we really won't know until probably until we get our hands on the art book, which will probably do a really good job of saying, yeah, so some of these things were a part of The Force Awakens until they were changed, and then Colin Trevorrow was like, I like that idea, we're gonna use it, and then J.J. Abrams was kept it in the story, right? Um, mm. uh, but mm-hmm. the, if you don't get the art books, uh, and if you don't read the art books, there's a lot of text in them that I think a lot of people gloss over because art books are about pretty pictures. Um, the art books tend to have a lot of behind the scenes information sure, about yeah. the development and, and uh, a creation of story and stuff like that. But anyways, I think that's, yeah. uh, I think that's everything yeah. important from the last week, right? Yeah, pretty much. The only other thing was, uh, it's kind of spoilerish. Um, and I'll, I guess skip ahead about 10 seconds, but it looks like a uh, wicked might be back to this. Yeah. Movie? Holy crap. Right. Uh, that's under the radar. It's it is in that featurette that they put out, and yeah, I'll be honest. The is... first time I watched that, I did not catch that that was Warwick Davis. Now, yeah. as an adult, right? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it makes Crazy. sense. It makes a lot of yeah. sense. I really hope that that's the case. I want to go back to the Sanctuary Moon so bad. I want yeah. to go back to that forest and and visit those characters. I want to see where Wicked is at. Um, is he uh, is he now like a, 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 a like a, a chief or you know like is he is he high up in the yeah. is he a, like is he he's a war hero right he should be he should be should considered be. a he war be hero way up there, yeah. yeah um he was integral like the 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 Ewoks wouldn't have joined the fight without him so without him, yeah. um yeah i would love okay. to see you walks again uh we'll see oh dude. yeah <laughs> yeah that was that's the kind of the last thing that it just kind of popped up like you said and it's all been like it's disney that's letting or lucasfilm that's it's all promotional stuff so i'm yeah. like well if they're letting it out then 
I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to watch it. There's just a ton of it. And sometimes you're just like, man, I don't know anymore. But as long as Disney is allowing it, you can pretty rest yeah. assured that it's not going to spoil anything. But anyway, yeah, great stuff. Uh, we'll keep watching those uh, those television spots all day long. Let's, let's do it. Um, I guess it's time for the Vox Vortex 500. What do you think? You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Calculate the jump, Chop. <laughs> my boyfriend doing? Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! Hand it over, Ewok. So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. Again, Box Vortex 5000, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Gavin Hynight. And here we go, Mike Hype meets with Captain Doza and uh, Yeager in the Aces Lounge while two of his fellow pilots duke it out with the proposition, let the Aces race at his friend's, uh, friend Varanke's casino. It'll solve the Aces' boredom problem but uh, and potentially bring a payday to the Colossus. Doza reluctantly, uh, reluctantly uh, agrees to do it. So, uh, Mike, last week... Yeah. Uh, so, well, let me, let me just say this. Last episode, we were introduced to Vanessa Doza and the wife of Captain Emmanuel Doza and the mother to Tora and her kind of her backstory of being a resistance pilot. Um, this week, we open up inside the Aces Lounge. Hype and the rest of the Aces, they're uh, a little bored. Um, they want to race, obviously. Racers, you know, we want to see them race. Jeez, I know, Mike, you've been dying to see these guys <laughs> race. Uh, Doza thinks it would bring too much attention uh, to them, but you know their lack of supplies, which they've set up in obviously previous episodes. We've seen this, you know, we know they lack supplies and all that. Forces Doza's hand pretty much on this, and they have to set the course for Varanki's casino. And they travel to uh, they travel there, and in, it's in the Vox cluster. Um, and the race kind of runs through this cluster, and uh, you know, debris field and um, asteroids and all that. So. Uh, setting up this episode, Mike. Um, like I said, I know you're always down for some good, uh, you know, ace uh, piloting. But uh, yeah. what do you think? I don't know. Um, yeah, I was kind of let down by this episode. I thought we were going to get some racing, and instead, what we got was a lot of starfighters flying in a straight line through an asteroid field. Um, right. There's a few cool moments, but I don't really feel like. We montaged through a bunch of it, and that that bummed me out. Like I was like, "Oh, well, I actually, I the the aces don't have characters; they just have different colors, right? Right? Like I yeah, wanted true. to see if all of the aces are gonna take a take a stab at this. I want to see each one of their approaches to it, and instead, what we get is. And then they lose, and then he loses, and then they lose, and then they lose, and then they lose. And then it's time for Tora and Kaz to do it. And Tora and Kaz show that they are different from the other characters. But it's just, 
there's so much interesting character uh, I I won't say development but like in the sense of like of of creating the characters <clears throat> that goes into these aces and then like tell me give me the defining characteristic of 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 uh what's her name what's her name uh, is it Freya you're talking about this Freya yeah you're talking about what uh, Freya Fenris yeah Freya yeah. Fenris yeah what is her defining characteristic that uh, her, is that is that her ship is red and her jumpsuit's red right I think and she Griff she has a she one, has an right? accent right uh-huh. and the name right. implies some stuff about like like Viking stuff right. Um, other than that, like, like what a missed opportunity to have that character stand out. What an opportunity, what a missed opportunity to have Griff do something. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he kind of does. He's one of the only ones that kind of breaks away and is like, oh, I'm not going to listen to you guys. I'm going to do my own thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I just really feel like the aces are just such a wasted, resource for storytelling on this show um i want to love them more than i do i want to love them for different reasons i mean like like even more than freya bo keevil yeah bo keevil is not a character he is an action figure and a and a vehicle like he's an accessory that comes with a vehicle um and that's such a bummer it's such a bummer to have characters that look so good on screen um and then to have some really great voice actors in there i mean you got steven stanton yeah it was griff yeah who we know can give some really great performances i i mean obviously as tarkin uh he kills it in so many episodes uh as tarkin and i i feel it i feel him trying to give Griff everything he's got, <laughs> but it's not on the page. Right. Yeah. So you get these moments with him. And it's like the beginning of it. It's like, Oh, they're fighting each other and whatever. Cause they're bored. Um, but I'm, this is, I'm going to go into a, into a, into a bit of a thing. And, and I think we're going to like kind of blast through the rest of this recap. Cause it's a lot of action and not a lot of story. Um, there's an element, and I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, with uh, when you write a character and everybody is annoyed by that character, right? It's like if everybody in the show is annoyed by a character, and and I think I probably was talking about Kaz if I've referenced this on, on mm. about talking about Resistance. If everyone is annoyed by a character, chances are your audience is also annoyed by that character. Why would you write that character? Right, especially if it's supposed to be the hero. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've written yourself into a position where the characters in your story are bored by the story, what do you think the odds are that the audience is a little bit bored by the story too? Mm-hmm. Right. So this is where, I, like, I get into it, like, like what I was talking about before about, like, can we not take the fight to the first order? Can we not, like, you have a show that is just. Like, the premise is, like, hey, space battles and characters, right? Right. And then what do we do? No space battles. Not really much for characters. Like, Kaz has not... Kaz had a moment at the end of season one, and it was like, okay, great. 
we're going to come back and this character is going to be different. It's a, 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 I, I'll liken it to, um, you remember when Ahsoka and, uh, and is it, I guess it's Barris, right? They get stuck Barris in that, be. in that, in that tank <laughs> and she yeah. comes out a different character, right? And, and from that point forward, that's in season three of Clone Wars. From that point forward, Ahsoka is changed. And she starts down this other path, different from the path that she was on before, where she was just kind of like this bright-eyed, chipper uh, Padawan. And then she comes that close to death, and she comes out the other side with a new perspective and grows and moves forward. Kaz sees Hosnian Prime destroyed. He thinks his entire family is gone. Then we come back in season two. Now your family is fine. Oh, okay. Well, if my family is fine, then I guess I didn't learn anything in that experience. And I'm going to continue to be this hapless, clueless, out-to-lunch character who just, like, doesn't understand how the world works. What a missed opportunity for Kaz to become a leader to become a hero in like, like truly become a hero. Um, and the, and then the whole story with, with Tam and all of that, for that to really be the focus that got swept under the rug so fast. Um, and he moved on so fast from like, no, we have to contact Tam. We have to get her back. We can't give up to, Oh, she doesn't, she didn't, we sent a message and she didn't respond. I give up. Yeah. Whatever. I we got other stuff to do, and it, I, I don't know. Like I just I don't get any conflict from that character. I don't get any like. And this is another episode where it's like, I I just I just don't understand what our goal is with resistance, and I really like. You titled it Star Wars Resistance. And then you shot them across the galaxy as far away from the resistance as possible mm. in the most dire moment for the, for the resistance. Yeah. When they need it the most. Yeah. And, huh. and you're like, well, yeah, but they don't have anything to do with that story. And then I read rise of resistance or sorry, not rise of resistance. I read resistance reborn. I'm having a hard time with titles tonight. <laughs> um, I read resistance reborn and it's like, at no point in time does Poe Dameron go like, oh, man, I should really check in with Castellan. I wonder how Kaz is doing. His whole family was just blown up on Hosnian Prime. And I get it. Poe is like, he's in Resistance Reborn. He's very much still reeling from the events of The Last Jedi. And he's like, mm. I screwed up royally. Right. He's like, uh, the, the Dreadnought was just the beginning of me messing mm. that whole thing up and i like i really am am disappointed that in resistance the one thing in resistance reborn that i really wanted was either leia or finn or even ray saying to him at some point like hey uh knock it off stop feeling sorry for yourself yes you made some mistakes but if you hadn't pressed the attack and taken out the dreadnought we all we would all be dead Mm. Because the second, like we did, obviously we didn't know they had hyperspace tracking. Um, so in the moment, was your decision the wrong decision? Yes, but in like in that battle, you won that battle. 
we thought perhaps you would lose us the war, but it turns out that actually you you may have won us the war by taking out that dreadnought because we would have been doomed if you hadn't, right? So, right. like, like I kind of wanted that moment. We don't get that in Resistance Reborn. I also really wanted a moment of him going like, oh, we've got it. We have to bring back we have to get as many people in the resistance as we can. I, there's a, I know a pilot and, and he might have mm-hmm. some, some other pilots that he could bring to the cause. Yeah. Um, but instead yeah. it's just not even mentioned. And we're just kind of pretending like star Wars resistance doesn't exist, which is a shame because there's so much of, I mean, Castellan is mentioned in the book, but, but there's so much of, uh, of, I, Hera also gets the 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 bums rush in 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 that story as well, which which is not okay with me either. Like, mm. I don't I don't want to spoil too much of Resistance Reborn. I'm trying to be careful not to go into into too much detail, but yeah. but like Twilight heroes are referenced. Yeah, uh, Cham Sindula is referenced, but. Hera is not brought into that story and and that mm. upsets me because obviously Hera is the ghost is in Rise of Skywalker those characters should be involved these characters should right. be involved the ghost should be in Star Wars Resistance the Colossus <laughs> should be in Resistance Reborn they should all be in sure. Rise of Skywalker all of these things should be together and I should yeah. be so excited about all of it, but I'm not. And yeah. Well, you said like, like Kaz, the very first, you know, few episodes of this series was, you know, Poe coming to Kaz going, Hey, you're going to be my spy. Let me yeah. know what's going on. And I haven't seen him since. So I, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. Definitely a lot of, I mean, geez, Pyre, Tierney, Tam, you know, all these characters that we haven't seen in them as much as I guess we, I thought we might see them. And, but like I said earlier, maybe it's just going to be the last few episodes where we kind of get all those stories come at us at once and this thing wraps up like that. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. You want yeah, to let me continue. Uh, like I said, I think we're going to kind of blast through the rest of this because it's just kind of what happens happens. It's there's, right. I don't, there, there's no like ramifications. I'm not like, huh, what does that mean for that character? How right. does this tie into star into the clone wars? It doesn't. <laughs> um, they arrive at the Vox cluster, an asteroid field that's home to Frankie's hotel and casino and the place where hype learned to race. Frankie, a hut meets hype warmly and slimily. Thanks to a big hug. Uh, the casino is mostly empty. However, as Frankie gives them a tour, when they pitch Frankie their idea of racing, the hut sets the stakes. Hype will race, and if he wins, they get their money. If Hype loses, he stays at the casino and his earnings go to Frankie. Hype, ever confident, agrees to the deal. Let the race begin, Frankie cackles. So, interesting character. Um, I feel yeah. like this is a yeah. bit this is a bit of a of a slap in the face to the Freemaker Adventures and to to oh, Grabala. Grabala, yeah. Again, uh-huh. what an opportunity to to reward people who love Freemaker Adventures by saying like Grabala exists. He's 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 in canon now. Here he is. He he it's the future. It's like we're past I uh, I uh, the the we're 30 years after uh the 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 prequels he finally got his 
hotel and casino, right? Like, yeah. I don't mean, like, yes, at the end of Freemaker Adventures, he has his, his casino or whatever, but, but like, oh, here it's like, here it is. And it was successful for a while, but now the war has broken out and that screws everything over. Um, but yeah, I, it, I don't know. Like it's fine. Yeah. But, but to me, it's just like Frankie is so much Grabala's character that why sure. wouldn't you just make them one character? Um, yeah. Good point. So Frankie I'm going to choose, I'm going to yeah. choose to believe that Frankie the blue is Grabala's <laughs> brother or son. Somehow I don't know. Related. Yeah. That they are somehow related. Um, yeah. and that Grabala is somewhere pissed off that Frankie is stealing his thunder. Um, yeah. 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 I, the, I, but yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I, like, from a visual standpoint, I like it. I like that he's Frankie the Blue. He's a blue hut. This is, this is new. Um, yeah. that we take something that we know and love. And it's like, yeah, Jabba's green. Well, why can't Frankie be blue? Um, sure. Yeah. I, I like the character and voiced by John DiMaggio. Uh, is that who did it? Okay. Yeah, I, I was trying yeah. to pick, I couldn't pick it up. Okay. Good. Good. Cool. Um, yeah. As you do, I mean, like, like perfect casting. If you yeah, sure. you want a gangster uh, kind of like uh, 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 a guy you don't want to trust necessarily, yes. uh, let's grab let's grab Bender and then <laughs> throw him in the voice throw throw that voice into a hut. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm down. No, yeah, we got the hut. And that was cool, and and. We got some. I guess he has a past, obviously with Hype Phasen, which we yeah. kind of learned a little bit here. His first racing sponsor, um, and then and then also Branky talks about uh, to tie it in with some of the stuff that's going on right now in the universe with between Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. He talks about how all the the rich have kind of deserted his place and fled to Canto Bight. Canto Bight is the, you know the major place now for. For the gamblers and the the well to do's, yeah. and we obviously saw that in uh, the Last Jedi. So, um, Hype and his opponent began the race, zooming around the course while evading asteroids. It looks as if Hype will win, but just as they approach the finish hoop, uh, the other ship, a droid, grabs onto Hype's craft and tosses him behind before winning. Hype and his friends confront Ranky, saying he cheated, but they only uh, but they only anger the hut. You come to my casino, you play by my rules, Ranky says. So. Um, it's as though tr- not not a trope, but a hey, we're gonna race, but uh, you win. Hey, you get to keep the money. I win. I get to keep you, and then you get a race for me and win some more money and and so on. So the typical uh, hut. And, and what's weird about him is like I don't know if 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 Ranky is more. He's not like a ruthless crime lord. I wouldn't say more of just like a slime ball, like a you know yeah. just a really shifty slimy yeah. guy. You know, yeah. different than. Java. I yeah. like that he establishes that himself. He's like, look, I'm not like those other huts you may have heard about. Like, I'll, like this is yeah. a legitimate business. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, he does reveal himself to be uh, uh, untrustworthy. Sure. But, uh, I, but I do like that he's like, look, I'm not evil, right? He's just trying <laughs> to make a buck. Like, Jabba is evil. Jabba's like come into my into my establishment uh I, you're actually you're my slave and uh when you displease me i'm gonna feed you to a giant monster um right. underneath my <laughs> underneath the, like in the floor like jabba jabba's not a good person he deserves to be right. strangled to death uh by by leia um mm. 
uh, yeah, like don't, don't the, 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 you don't have to tolerate the intolerant. I, uh, I, uh, he's a bad guy. I, uh, Frankie yeah. is not a bad guy. He's just a bad guy. <laughs> right, right. Right. He's a exactly. cartoon villain. Um, uh, mustache twirling and whatnot. Um, and he's just like, he honestly, like he just wants to make a buck. He's like, that's what he is in this for. Um, and that's fine. Uh, yeah. he's a, he's an obstacle, not, uh, not a nemesis. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously like, I, I think, I think it's clear that hype had a good, uh, like he, he they have like their Han and Lando moment of like, like, right I did before get that vibe. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I liked that sort of nod. Um, but I, I, but hype does kind of allude to like, look, we're not going to do like, we're not we're not going to do this like the old days. Like, like I'm like, I don't, I'm not into the, the cheating basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I apologize if you can hear, uh, the displeased, uh, uh, three month old in the background. Um, I can hear it. I don't know if it's picking up on the mic, but I can. So you can. Right, okay, but... cool. I, I, if you guys do end up hearing that it's bedtime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll continue here. Uh, in yeah, the casino, yeah. Niku plays a racing hollow game and notices that the course is modeled after the actual track in the cluster. Hype suggests that the racers in the game and Frankie's droid ships may be connected. If Niku can hack the game, he may be able to figure out how to beat the droids. Um, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I this I I don't like why why is he hacking the game? Why isn't he hacking the droids? Droids, yeah. Right? Like, to me, I don't know. There's a couple of points in this episode where the story really breaks down for me. And I think that's why I didn't enjoy it. Because, A, the stakes at this point on this show are non-existent. Everybody always ends up coming out of everything fine. Um, Clone Wars and Rebels, every week it was like, I don't know what's going to happen with some of these characters. Is this going to be the week that Rex finally like bites it? Is he going to mm-hmm. is he going to sacrifice himself for the rest of the rebels, right? Um like it, it like is this like like we don't know what happens to Ahsoka. She's not in the like she never mentioned in Revenge of the Sith. Does no, she die, yeah. right? Like there were opportunities for there to be stakes on those shows. Uh with so many original characters amongst the other characters, this show is nothing but original characters. And yet every week it's like, eh, everybody's going to be fine. In fact, yeah. by the end of this episode, nothing will have changed. Right. You got like, a little more money. Yeah. 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 Money. <laughs> uh, but just every week, right? Like it's, yeah. it feels like just every week, like nothing will have changed. What yeah. next week will still be bumming around the galaxy uh, I and and it'll be another hilarious hijink. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's like I was like nobody's gonna hype is not gonna be stuck with Frankie. Someone's gonna win at the end. They're just gonna keep on like doubling down, doubling down, doubling down. Um, mm-hmm. They're not gonna lose the Colossus to a hut because that's the end of the show. Like right. like <laughs> no more show. Yeah yeah like like I. I don't know. I just, I just can't, I just can't get invested in it if I know that that we're not gonna, we're really not gonna lose anything or or really gain that much. 
Um, mm-hmm. I guess 500,000 credits is... Hey, there you go. It's a lot. Buy, buy a few more things. Um, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. So I, I kind of, I, I, I kind of started to zone out a little bit. Honestly, it just, mm. it just, I just lost yeah. interest. <laughs> well, one, weird, one of the weirdest things in this episode was, hey, uh, was that a like a kawaki monkey lizard on steroids? Mm. Never seen that before. Wow, pretty, uh, pretty intense kawaki and you know you're not gonna roast those on a spit. No, no, we uh, did. We did see. We've seen the the kawaki and gorillas before. Uh, have we? Yeah, in season one. You remember when they went onto the ship that they found? Um, oh, they found uh, what's her face. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. Oh man, Jonah Marie's gonna be really mad at me for forgetting that character's name because uh, uh, Sonara. Sonara, yeah, that's right. When they found they they found Sonara, there was a kawaki and gorilla or whatever yeah, i think i think they true. were kawaki and gorillas um and they're meant to yeah. just be like like beefed up right, right. out monkey lizards. yeah i was like whoa um, yeah i just i totally forgot about that but yeah i thought that was the first time yeah um but anyway uh meanwhile Branky wants doza to wager the colossus in the next race the captain scoffs at this so Branky counters race another of the aces and if they win he'll let hype go but if they lose he keeps the pilot and their ship after Kaz pulls Doze aside and speaks with him, he agrees. The aces, however, are skeptical, especially when they learn that the plan rests on Niku guiding them against the droids. But Doza assures them that he has faith in everyone's abilities to make it work. Um, so here's where we get the, like you said earlier, I think you said the montage of uh, continually an ace. And, and you were talking about, like, we really don't know much about, like you said, um, uh, Freya and we got a little bit of Griff, I think. I mean, we obviously know he's an ex, you know, soldier. High has a little bit of story, but yeah, it's just they're just knocking him down. And and obviously because of some nefarious uh, gameplay on the on the point of uh, Varanki here. But um, we finish. Oh, actually, no. Go ahead. You want to? Did you want to continue? Or sure. Yeah. You? Yeah. You can yeah, continue. Okay. Uh, three of Doza's pilots race against Frankie's droids in the box Vortex 5000 and all fail as the slippery casino operator utilizes surprise obstacles and weapons to win. Desperate, Kaz suggests a relay race with himself and Tora against the droids, but Frankie demands higher stakes. Tora adds the Colossus to the potential winnings, and the hut accepts the terms. Um, I, yeah, I, what What bothered me the most about all of this is that as he starts cheating, they never start cheating. Mm. And for some of those characters, I get that. Like, I don't like, like Freya, maybe if I'm inferring her correctly, her character correctly, not that we've ever really seen much of it on screen. She's got too much pride to, to cheat. Griff should have started cheating. Yeah. Right, like, yeah. like Griff should have gone into it like I'm gonna win this because none of you guys have the the guts to do what it takes to win, but I do. I know what it takes to win. And then he goes in and 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 cheats. And honestly, I would have really loved it if in this episode, like the whole point of the episode was what makes Griff different from the rest of the aces. It's not so that he he's the best pilot, on. but yeah, it's he that he, yeah, he's willing to do what it takes. Because he's an ex-imperial, right? So, like, he will bend the rules. He Mm -hmm. will. And, like, that's what he's actually different from most imperials. That makes him an interesting character, right? But instead, we end up with Tora and Kaz, who we know are the two best pilots. 
we know they're better than everybody else. But like that, like so again, we gain nothing by Torah and Kaz winning, especially by Kaz winning. He's the hero. He's the main character of the story. It's it's a foregone conclusion that if you leave him for last, he's gonna win. Yeah. But it would have been really cool if at some point Kaz and Tora would have lost as well. And then here comes Griff and he's like, Look, I I see right through you, Hut. Like I, no rules. Do whatever yeah. you want. I don't <laughs> care. But yeah. I'm gonna do whatever I want, and if I win, we get everything. Yeah. Right. That to me would have been like, oh, cool. What a great, what a great twist to this story of everybody else is like, oh, we're the, I'm the best pilot. I'm the best pilot. I'm the best pilot. And it's like we know Griff's not the best. He mm-hmm. uh, Griff never wins. I, I could tell Griff never wins. Guy Bo Keevil also never wins because he also always uh, crashes out. Right? Crashes. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like like what what a what a wasted opportunity. So in my own head, in my own canon, that's what I'm going to choose to believe happens in this story okay. is like <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to add more character to Griff. I'm going to let I'm going to I'm going to rewrite this episode and then I'm going to call up Steven and I'm going to be like, "Hey man, can you record some dialogue for me?" And then we're going to release it. No, none of that's going to happen. But it's gonna be um, the Cohen cut, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Cohen cut. It, this is some <laughs> F level canon for you. In reality, what actually happened is, uh, yeah, because yeah. Um, well, yeah, what what a what a great moment for us to to learn about that character and for him to grow and for us to find out like what makes him an important part of this squadron, mm-hmm. right? Because they're yeah. not racers anymore, and I hate that this whole episode is like it's about them just racing because it just feels regressive. It's like, no, we don't need them to be racing. We need them to become a squadron. I want, like, um, Alphabet Squadron is a really great example of this story, like, of, like the overarching story done much better. It's like, all, like, we get all these disparate characters. They come together, and, like, there's no reason why they should. None of them want to work together. In fact, some mm. of them have reasons for not wanting to work together. But by the end of that story... They become a squadron, and the reason why they are valuable is because of who they are as individuals. So that all comes together to make the like the 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 sum of the parts is is the or the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, whatever that is, right? Like right. Alphabet Squadron is awesome because it's Alphabet Squadron, and because this one character is willing to do what it takes. This one character is has this specific skill. This one character is willing to put it all on the line, right? Like, like the the you you go through that story and you go you get to know each of those individual pilots, and by the end of it, you're like, you get into situations where you're like, man, the only way they're gonna get out of this specific part is if so and so does X, right? Mm, and yeah. and we don't have that with the aces. They're all just the same thing. They're all just a, I'm a racer. I'm a racer. I'm a racer. What uh-huh. what differentiates them is is literally how they look. Mm-hmm. Um, like the beginning yeah. of this episode, who Griff is fighting with Bo, right? Yeah, they're wrestling. Yeah, fighting I, in the aces lounge. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why Bo Keevil would would entertain that. Because to me, like I look at him and he's a Keldor and I think of Plo Koon and Plo Koon is so far from that. Like, oh, like geez, show yeah. me why Bo Keevil is different. Right. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I could labor this point all night, but I'd rather wrap this up. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, Tori, you talk about Tora and uh, Kaz having to do this fight and, it, you know, 500,000 credits are up for grabs here. Tora starts the first race as Niku guides. After the droid opens fire and tags towards ship, however, it's an easy win for Team Frankie. Kaz then launches into a second race, going off course and employing some evasive maneuvers to stay close to his opponent. Well, Niku fights off Ranky's Kowakian monkey lizards. Angered at Kaz's performance, Ranky activates cannons on the finish uh, on the finish hoop that fire at the ace as he speeds towards it. But Niku manages to reach his data pad, deactivating the guns and giving Kaz the all clear to punch it. Zeno leaves the droid racer behind and wins. So uh, yeah, you know, race turns into a. Race turns out to have these built-in, you know, blasters like we talked about earlier there, and shields. Uh, Kaz shields the fireball from the oncoming fire, right, with the racing droid. Niku deactivates the ring. He's able to, you know, punch it, I guess, and you know, it kind of learns from earlier what these droid ships do. Obviously, the same thing, and uh, kind of capitalizes on that and uh, and wins the race. And I know you were shocked. At that finale, uh, Mike. <laughs> I mean, race. like, uh, uh, in in fairness, the way he wins the race is great. Like, I think Kaz does a great job. Like, I really like that whole sequence. Yeah. Because um, as much as I know he's going to win, it's not about the fact that he's going to win. It's how he does it. And um, I, he does outpilot the the droid. Um, and, and eventually... And even, like, once... Um, once uh, uh, Niku shuts down the cannons, Kaz still beats the droid, right? It's not mm. like he's just like, oh, and then the droid. It's like, no, he can't deal with the cannons and the droid, but he can outfly the droid any day, he can. right? Sure, so yeah. right. he does right. up until that point. He's outflying the droid, and he's doing a better job, and he takes the shortcut, and, like, he cheats. He goes, he goes like, well, whatever. Like, if, you guys, <laughs> if you're willing to do whatever, he's like, well, I'm going to go off course, um, whatever it takes to win, right? Would have made more sense if it was Griff, but I, 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 it is sure. Griff, right? You know what? I, I just, for when I said the name, I'm like, wait, is it Griff? But I, yeah, Griff Halloran, isn't Griff it? Griff Halloran, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Get through the whole episode and find out. I'm like, I just, man, I had a moment where I was like, is it Griff O'Halloran? Is that his <laughs> name? It can't yeah. be O'Halloran. That's so weird for Star Wars. No, it's Griff Halloran. And then I was going like, am I mixing up Griff, whatever Griff's name actually is, with Grief Karga? And That's, yeah. <laughs> my I'm brain like went there in like a split second. I was like, his name's Griff, right? Um, yeah, and, and Griff, like, because uh, there's Biff and Griff in uh, in uh, 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 Back to the Future. Um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I I and Griff and Griff in in Resistance and Griff in Back to the Future too have some visual similarities to them. Yeah, I don't think that's a mistake. But anyways, I yeah, it's not about it's not about the fact that he wins. It's it's we do get to see Kaz do something cool, and it's like it's another sort of uh, feather in his cap. The next time everybody's giving him a hard time, it's like I. he did this, he did this, he did this. Every time he's in a starfighter, he outclasses the lot of you. So, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the other, the other thing that I found really interesting is apparently they've got the fireball up and running in top shape. Like it's in ship shape. Uh, yeah. Which no is something problems. that we've never talked about in, in like, since like the middle of season one, 
That thing was a piece of junk that never worked. The reason why it was called the fireball is because it always exploded. That's never a concern anymore. And I really need them to say at some point why that's not a concern. Um, Especially with their chief mechanic gone. Is that it? Is Tam actually a terrible mechanic? Is that? (laughs) It's um, all of a sudden working that she's gone? Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. Uh, anyways uh let me uh let, let me let me close this one up uh Vranky, somewhat surprisingly stays true to his word and releases the aces their ships and kaz's winnings the hut offers that they stay and race at the casino but hype politely declines while niku tries without much success to leave his new kawaki and monkey lizard friends behind i really hope that they're not in the next episode but uh anyways yeah <laughs> um just because the noises are a little bit annoying, but yeah, um, yeah, uh, we win, we get the money, we, we, we I don't know, oh, I maybe maybe in the future that money will be really important and it'll help the resistance and mm. yeah, they'll all be fine, everything will be good yeah. because of that five hundred thousand credits. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, that's I mean that's the episode. Like we we talk about it sometimes we. Uh, episodes that we don't necessarily care for uh, as much as others, we tend to kind of go on, you know, talk a little bit more just because we're trying to point out some of the things that we think could, you know, be different, help the, help it, you know, and it's one of those things where like, I'm, it's one of those weird things. Like right now, like every Friday, like I'm rushing home because I want to watch the Mandalorian. My family's waiting. Hey, can we watch Mandalorian? Okay. Wait till I get home and we'll watch it, you know, because I can't watch it when it comes out three in the morning. Um, and this is one of those like the resistance. It's just not one where I'm racing home to 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 watch. Like it, it records on Sunday, and then like what's weird about this week is I just got around to watching it uh, a few hours ago, and um, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish it was one of those series where man, I can't wait to get on watch resistance. You know, kind of like I did with yeah. Clone Wars and Rebels. You know, here's so the here's here's we'll the see key if it changes. Here's the yeah. key to all of that. Did anybody ruin this episode for you? You waited no. two days to watch it, right? No. Did anybody online ruin the episode? No. I, I because saw some a posts there's about it, a there's nothing it. to spoil in this right. episode, and b nobody's talking about it really. Like other than other than the few of us who are the animation junkies, like Jonah Maria is always talking about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, and and oftentimes I find that like she's the when I like something on the show she's the only person I have to go to other than you to be like oh man you, you see that thing in resistance that was pretty cool, um, yeah. but yeah I mean like like look uh, it just can't compete with the Mandalorian in terms of uh, and it doesn't need to compete with the Mandalorian in terms of quality and story and what blah, blah all that stuff but it can't compete in terms of of like conversation space broad broad, yeah. uh, broad broad bandwidth um in the fandom i uh, yeah. because like the mandalorian just every episode there's so much to talk about i uh, i don't want to spoil anything from chapter four but there is a, a, a star wars rebels i uh, it's not oh it, yeah don't 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 go into it if you haven't seen it yet expecting that there's like something revelatory from star Wars rebels there, but there is definitely something established from star Wars rebels, uh, uh, that, that shows up and, yeah. uh, and, and like, I 
lost it. I, and I do watch it the second <laughs> it comes out at midnight. Do you so, really? Oh, yeah. man. Okay. So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm like, so everybody else is asleep, and I'm sitting up watching uh, uh, Mandalorian, and nice. this, this thing shows up, and I had to stifle myself. And, like, I, I literally choked. Because I was like, oh, yeah. and like I like I literally <laughs> choked for a second because I, I was so yeah. amped up by it. Um, and that's not even the best part of the episode. Yeah, that's just the a thing that they that. threw in, and yeah. and I just I just don't feel like Resistance has really given me that that yeah. same the same juice for the squeeze. Right? They're both like thirty minute episodes, and and. I mean, this week's episode of Mandalorian was 41 minutes, so it's almost a, a full hour long episode, but yeah, I um, just, of TV. But I, but yeah, I hope it changes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I want to, you know, especially the, since we're kind of starting our tail end of this series, um, I want to be able to to come home and go, oh man, that was you know, or get online and go, wow, that was a great episode. And yeah, we saw this and this and First Order and Kylo Ren's here and, and which we're gonna get, I, but. Um, but at least at this point right now, it's not one of those ones where, I, you know, I'm rushing home and I can't wait to see. But uh, like I said, we'll see if it changes, hopefully. Um, well, I guess that's it. Right? I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to change next week with uh, with the next episode. Oh, Kaz's curse. Okay. Ka- I already gave this description. <laughs> Kaz is forced to seek Mika Gray's help when a pirate curses him. Well, here's Mika Gray coming back. Yeah, hey. Mika Gray could be interesting. Interesting, but we'll see, yeah. to me, like I like that description writes the whole episode for me. Yeah, like Kaz is gonna get cursed because he did. He bumped into somebody or bumped into something. He knocks somebody's food off of a table, so a pirate curses him, and then he walks around the Colossus, bumping into things and and final destinationing himself over and over again. Um, and then goes to Mika Gray, who is like, I, I, you're ridiculous. You are not cursed. Um, but if you are cursed, then hop on your foot and put this Milu run fruit on your head and squeeze it. And the juices <laughs> will go. cleanse the curse. Right. <laughs> just because she's like, just go away. Um, and then and then he does that. But it doesn't end the curse. And then by the end of it, he realizes I'm not cursed. I've always been this klutzy. Um yeah, I'm I'm always almost getting myself and others killed because I don't care about anything. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm a little already? bit sour this week. Are you ahead of us already? Yeah. <laughs> I've, okay, we'll see. We'll I've, see how, I've we'll seen see into the future. I've had a forced <laughs> premonition. Um, I got to go to Bespin because my friends are in danger. I... <laughs> yeah. We'll see how true you're, uh, you yeah. know, see how accurate you are yeah. uh, next week, I guess. Huh? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, cool. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, on Twitter at rebelspodcast, and on Instagram at rebelcells. Um, uh, if you, uh, no, hey, where, where are we? You could, you, nope, that's not right at all. I'm totally mixed up tonight. I'm hungry. That's the problem. I got to go eat something. I, I, of course, we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. For example, go check out Faster More Intense, where you can hear us occasionally on there talking about The Mandalorian. Um, Matt and I couldn't be on this week's episode, so it's actually just Jason and Tim, which 
It's a good one. It's a good one. And that, like, Jason and Tim, I don't know if they've ever been on a podcast. I, I'm sure that at some point we've had them on, like, a Clone Wars, like, a season wrap-up or something at some point together. But I don't know, I don't yeah. know mm-hmm. if Jason and Tim have ever podcasted just mm. the two of them. And that is what I love about uh, about our crew and uh, and and faster, more intense as a as a podcast. And I'm excited for enough said when we start doing the Marvel stuff, because um, it's this great opportunity to bring together people that I love and they're and like people from great podcasts. Put them together and see what happens. Um, yeah. So yeah, go listen to Faster, More Intense this week. Uh, and uh, Matt and I, I, like I said, we are not on that episode, but if you want to hear what we kind of just, just a, a discussion, mostly me talking about it, but if you want to kind of hear a little bit of what we think about chapter four of the Mandalorian stick around after the music, because we're going to, we're going to talk about it then. Um, we kind of had a little brief conversation before we started recording this episode of rebel cells. Um, but thankfully I was already, I'd already hit record. So it's, it'll be there for you guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, for more of that sort of thing, definitely listen to faster, more intense, um, go to thunderquack.com, check out all the other podcasts. If you like what you hear and you want to support us, you can do that in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com, pick up some merch. Um, the other way is by going to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support and getting some cool rewards that way. Um, That's it for this week. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back next week for Kaz's Curse. didn't particularly like this week's episode that much though hey oh not really not of oh no mandalorian well it's weird it's like when i say i i didn't like as much as the other ones like saying like you know which candy bar is my least favorite you know what i mean like it's still freaking great you know it's just like if i had i just thought like the whole it's only eight episodes and but then when when i start to hear people talk about it this is what i like about hearing people's opinions it's like they were talking about, oh, how, you know, the Mandalorian's character was flushed out more. And and that's kind of what I was saying, too, is like his relationship and why he has to protect Yoda and why he didn't leave mm. 
is like that's a major part of that episode is like oh yeah he figured out like i can't leave this kid anymore this i mean that's the, you know that to me is the is the key that's the that's the key part and because neither of us were on faster more intense this week i'm gonna say this and then this what we're talking about right now i will put on the end of this episode of rebel cells because <laughs> we didn't get to be on the other show i uh, yeah it is seven samurai right um, it is Magnificent Seven. It is the episode Bounty Hunters. Bounty Hunters, yeah. But mm-hmm. out of all three of those, I uh, there's no the element of this specific character with his specific burden. Um, that's not part of it. So we get two things in this episode uh, that that we don't get in those other ones. Uh, we get the element of of what's he what is he trying to accomplish right now? Is he just gonna cruise around the galaxy with this kid? Of course he's not. Like it's no like he he says it like this is it's no life for a child, right? right? Mm-hmm. So there's like that lone wolf and cub. I I it's like um I I the road right the the Cormac mm-hmm. McCarthy but it's like it, you know like there's the whole thing of like the like the world just sucks it's a terrible place and and the mandalorian has he's adapted to it in order to survive but this kid could have a peaceful happy life in this village yeah. so like that's mm-hmm. his struggle is like oh do i leave the kid like he clearly doesn't want to cuz he's grown attached but but he has to. And then there's this internal struggle of you could stay like you could, which is another it's like that's a cowboy trope. I guess it's also sure. probably like yeah. I guess you could consider it a Ronin samurai trope as well. But I really feel that that's a cowboy trope of like, why don't you hang up your hat and stay here? And mm-hmm. and just live the rest of your life on this ranch, but then there's always there's always a reason, right? The the past catches up, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that's exactly what happens in this. So yeah, it, like I get I get it when people say like, oh, we've seen a lot of this before. Like these are these are kind of tired tropes, but to me, it's exactly what I said to you on Twitter the next day, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we've seen this. And I was like, yeah, but have we seen it with an ATST? Like I like that because then like no, when we you, have not. We when have you not. start, it's it's a it's a remix, right? It's not yeah. It's not new, in except in the fact that it is a new take. It's a new creation using all of these other elements. And the first Star Wars movie is not new. It's it's the Hidden Fortress, hidden fortress mixed yeah, with. Yeah with these other things, right? Like there are so many influences, um, uh, that create star Wars that create a new hope. And that's what Dave Filoni is, is bringing to it. Right. Um, even, I think even more than John Favreau and, and Dave got to tell his seven samurai, uh, uh, homage, but this is John's seven samurai homage. Right. So as much as, yeah, we saw it in clone wars. It's like, can you hear Kara right now? Just barely. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. She was told that she needs to stay quiet and she needs to make sure that everybody else stays quiet. So now the fact that she's walking <laughs> she's through the hallway screaming, shot. Pepper. Yeah. She's yeah. ruling it right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, so for me, it's just, uh, it's 
we're always every story that we see is going to be influenced and 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 homage and and uh, and borrow from from all of these other stories that we love but that's not the point right to me like plot is never as interesting as character to me so mm-hmm. i'm always going to i'm always going to lean towards character and and development and an arc more than uh more than I am like, Oh, like give me a plot that I've never seen. Like that doesn't matter to me. Like plots are plots, right? You, especially with TV, like you, you pick from the hat and then you apply it to your world and your characters. And that's exactly what they did here is like, Oh, we apply it to, to, to the star Wars galaxy. And, and we put the Mandalorian in it. And we use this as an opportunity to introduce Cara Dune, who is, uh, uh, such a, fascinating character in star wars mythology to me because we've seen we've seen uh, uh heroic rebels and and we've seen you know de- like dastardly imperial villains and all that sort of thing we haven't seen that many rebels with sort of like a conflicted moral compass Mm-hmm. And she is, to me, like she's more in the Cassian Andor kind of like like uh, category yeah. of rebel, where it's like she's a soldier. Yeah, she fought for the right side, but it was probably circumstance that put her there, and not like an idealism like it does for Luke and Leia, and even Han to a degree, right? Yeah. Like like. And I'm interested to explore more of that, and we will when we see her again because she's not done. But no, right. Um, and, and like, there's so many people who are out there complaining about like, oh, we don't like they don't explain this, and they don't tell us this, and they don't. How come he can't take his helmet off? That's not a Mandalorian <laughs> thing. And then yeah. in the next episode, it's like, oh, you can't. Will you never take your helmet off? How are you gonna eat? And it's like, wait a <laughs> second. Took it off. <laughs> yeah, like it's not like it's like when people judge the Last Jedi and they act like, oh, here's the final word on the Last Jedi. It's garbage. And it's like <laughs> you don't know what half of the content of the Last Jedi means until the Rise of Skywalker comes out. And even then, it's going to take us a while to digest The Last mm-hmm. Skywalker and then correlate it back to The Last... Right. Sorry, Rise of Skywalker and then correlate it back to The Last Jedi and connect that in with The Force Awakens, Force Awakens as yeah. well as the yeah. other six movies, not to mention Star Wars Rebels. And, like, that's what we do, right? Like, that's the whole point of us having a podcast. And that's why I'm not worried about the gap between... Mandalorian and whatever comes next, well, like Cassian Andor, Obi Wan Kenobi, whatever, yeah. whichever one of those comes out first, it's gonna be a little while, but we are going to have lots of stuff to talk about because I'm just gonna every week, more or less, like we'll probably do like like maybe like two weeks off and one week off or something, or two weeks on, one week off or something, but every time we come to that podcast, I'm gonna make sure okay, we have news whatever the news is, maybe it'll be heavy. Maybe it'll be light. We'll see. And then, uh, I'll have a topic for us every week to discuss, 
right? Yeah. And a lot of that is gonna in the in the next six months is gonna have to do with Rise of Skywalker to do with oh, the sequels, yeah. to yeah. do with these characters tying it into Resistance Reborn, talking about that stuff, right? Like, there's I just there's so much to talk about. I'm not I'm not worried oh, about yeah. any of that. But that yeah. is like that's where Star Wars works. You can't judge it by itself in isolation like even with resistance you can't judge it in isolation it it is part of a larger story and i that's one of the reasons why it's like okay well we're gonna see this through to the end we're not gonna give up on star wars resistance because we started something we're gonna finish it and by the end of it like look at how season one ended by the end of season one we were like okay now i get why we're telling this story I wish there weren't as many episodes about Kaz falling over and a wrench dropping on his head, but right. but I get why this character exists. And at the end of the day, Kaz's story is something that will enrich Star Wars in in general, even if from episode to episode I don't necessarily dig it as much as I dig the Mandalorian or oh, Clone sure. Wars or Rebels, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's a, and like even with Freemaker, it's like we go and we watch Freemaker Adventures. It's not canon. It's not this. It's not that. But at the end of the day, Freemaker Adventures totally enriches my experience of Star Wars because we get an episode where Darth Vader flies a Naboo starfighter and says, this is so <laughs> wizard and does a role. And like... Like, there's great stuff in there uh, that makes me feel a certain way about the characters again or in a different or look at them in a different way. And then there's also characters in there that, like, we didn't expect to love, like Dengar. Because I hate Dengar in Clone Wars, like, especially because he's voiced by Simon Pegg. And then here he is in Freemaker Adventures. (laughs) And you're like, this is one of the best characters. He's so funny. Yeah. In this show. Yeah. so yeah, I mean, like it. It. I don't know. I just. I see everybody kind of like every week jumping to conclusions, saying like, "Oh, that's all we're gonna get from Cara Dune." And it's like, first of all, go watch the trailer again. That's not all we're gonna get from Cara Dune. There's more in the trailers. She's yeah. in season two. Settle down. Like, cool <laughs> your jets. Think Ready about what that, you're yeah. saying. Do some research. Be a decent human being. Um, and, and the other part of it is like, let's wait until the season is done before we say, I like this character or don't like this character. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, one episode, you're going to do that. Yeah. Wow. And like, I love what they establish. Does she have an arc in this episode? Not really, but she's also a fully realized character. She tells her backstory and her backstory is she, she, we, like so many Star Wars characters, like so much of Star Wars, we come into her story at the end of it, not even in the sure, middle. Yeah. Like like what she tells the Mandalorian is akin to what Obi-Wan tells Luke of like, yeah, I, I had a whole thing and I fought in the Clone Wars with your father for her. And it's like, I was at end. Uh, like I, like I, I joined up. I, I was, I was there. I've seen an ATST mow down battalions. Like, like she's clearly been around the block. She's seen some stuff and then the war ended and they were like, yeah, here's security detail protecting a politician. And she was like, cool, I'm out. That's not yeah. what I'm here for. Um, and, and, and is leading a different life. Right. And like, that is an arc. She had an arc 
And maybe she'll have another arc by the time the series is over. But at the moment, like she is a supporting character that's coming in to, to assist the Mandalorian in his arc. Right. So, and if you like anybody who wants to tell me that the Mandalorian isn't on a crazy, um, awakening journey, right. Where by the end of it, like, I think by the end of this season, he takes the helmet off. And I think in season two, we will only see him with the helmet on in, in, in battle stuff. And maybe we won't even see him with the helmet on because once he takes it off, he's not going to put it back on. But, um, yeah. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, it, like people you just, know what's they, funny. yeah. Go well, ahead. you said, you said Cara Dune, it's kind of like Rex. If we were in, introduced to him and like in rebels Boom. Like after all, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even from a visual standpoint, if you put those two characters next to each other, there's yeah. so many similarities, right? Yeah. Like that's, that is, that's perfect. That's exactly yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah, and if we were just introduced to Rex in that way, it would be like, wait, what? He was a clone trooper? He was with <laughs> Anakin Skywalker? Skywalker? Like, imagine if Rebels was your first, for which for some people yeah. it was, and that's how yeah. they were introduced to Captain Rex. And then you find out, like, oh, there's a whole other series of adventures with this character. You go back and you learn so much more about him. And that's, it's Star Wars, we yeah. will get her backstory. It'll sure. be a comic book. It'll be a novel. Maybe she'll pop up in a video game, right? Like maybe Cara Dune shows up in the Ahsoka Sabine series, right? Like, like everybody just needs to slow their roles. Remember <laughs> why you're here. Star Wars is fun first and foremost. And if all you want to do is come into the fandom, any fandom, not just Star Wars, but any of these fandoms, and just be the guy going, Mandalorian's not a Western, it's a samurai movie. Dude, what was up with that, too? I Just, like, go away. It was, like, we, arguing like, over it. Was like, there's oh no God. room at the end. We got enough Star Wars <clears throat> fans, right? Like, there are enough people in this community for us to continue going and for us to have a good time. And the people who just are here to, I tweeted it earlier today, right? The whole thing of like, of like, I'm pointing this out because I, it's important that you know that I know this because I need to be affirmed in the fact that I watch star Wars better than anybody else. Right. Yeah. Um, I like your take on it. I felt like was, was a little bit like that was just like your personal opinion. And you weren't like, this is dumb that they did. You were just like, you're just like, ah, you know, like we've actually, we've literally seen this in star Wars already. Um, I like, like, you know, would have been cool to see something like, and I get your perspective. Like you have eight episodes and this is one of the things that you want to do. But then at the same time, like the flip side of that is like, well, let's explore this element of his character. And this is actually a really perfect. Yeah. That was definitely the biggest part that, that I took away was, yeah, you know what? We did get more of him. And like I said, that final, the final, especially the final, I don't know, third of it where you really see what, you know, his process of like, Oh man, you know, just yeah. that, when that, that assassin was trying to shoot Yoda and then you're like, Oh geez, you know, he, he realizes, you know, like, he wanted to leave the kid there. I thought I was gonna have a good life, but like, no, you know, it's like I can't do it. And and I thought he would already made that decision before when he saw him use the force, even though he might not know exactly what happened yet. I thought he was already on board of taking him, but he's still yeah. 
you know, fighting with, do I need to keep this kid? Oh, I could have left him here with these kids. He was having a great time. And no, I can't. He's going to be hunted for the rest of his life. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, dude. So in, in that sense, no, I, I kind of rethought my, I was thinking about it again. You know, I, I hope I didn't sound too harsh, but it was just like you said. It's like, yeah, I kind of saw it before, but it did have, you know, like I said, it's still, yeah. it's still great. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's still great. It's just, yeah. So anyway. Um, um, hey, it's.